Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Delighted to welcome my two friends, Malcolm and John. Good evening and Happy New Year, lads. Happy, Happy New Year, Year fellas. And nice to everybody to who's joining us. Yeah, great to see you guys and uh, an hour uh, that I've been looking forward to because um, it's positivity, lads. It's positivity. The transfer window is open. Um, and Malcolm, we're getting linked with every single player that's up for grabs. And I, I just think even if we don't get, you know, many of these players in, we may get one or two. Um, it's just great to be watching Sky News or reading the paper and actually seeing Newcastle genuinely linked with players, you know, knowing that we can actually afford to bring them, we can pay their wages, uh, but ultimately, um, you know, that you know, we're in the market for players and we're looking, you know, instead of waiting until the last day of the the last day of the transfer window and seeing we couldn't get it across the line. So it, it's more encouraging. There's an excitement building, Malcolm. Sure. Yeah, and quite rightly so. Um, it is helped by the fact that um, Ashley was was so uh, mean um, in the transfer market that uh, it, it's it's allowed Newcastle United, I, I think, and I think it's a record amount of £192 million to spend in this particular window. I doubt very much that they'll get anywhere near that, not even halfway. Um, but uh, but it's, it's a, 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 a sizable amount. And, of course, that alerts... Um, all the other clubs that uh, that the money is sitting in the uh, in the bank account of Newcastle United and uh, and and they'll they'll chase it for sure they will chase it and um, and now I can imagine that uh, that staff at Newcastle are getting an awful lot of calls from other from other clubs albeit I, I see very very little interest from English clubs. It, it's English players, but they're um, but so far that that they've actually been playing abroad. And uh, so, do you think, John, that um, that the English clubs are going to sort of stick together and uh, and and refuse to do business with Newcastle? I think an awful lot of them would like to do that, Malcolm, because there is this hangover where. You know, we had to know what place under Ashley and now Welp starts, etc., etc. There's a lot of that. I mean, I'm just delighted, as you were saying at the start, Steve, the first and foremost, we're going out from day one and trying to get players. I was sick, even in a, in a summer window that was a much longer than this one, of doing things at the death. And how often did we just fail, in the words of Steve Bruce, to get the deal over the line. Absolutely sickening. To get somebody of Trippier's quality so early in this transfer window and way before our first game, Premier League game of 2022 isn't that significant. We're normally struggling to get one for our last league game of the window. We've got one before the first. In this guy's quality... Let us remember that seven months ago, only seven months ago, this fellow won La Liga with Atletico mm -hmm. Madrid. Yeah, he did. In a, in a country dominated by Real Madrid and Barcelona. So that was a massive achievement. Only six months ago, he played for England in the Euro finals. This isn't a has-been. This isn't a guy mm -hmm. with 35 England caps, the last one of which was almost four years ago. This is a current, current superstar. And Simone has waxed lyrical about how much quality he is and how they've only let him go because um, if the fact that he wants to come home for personal reasons, for family reasons, etc., etc. And I find it very offensive, by the way, guys, that a couple of our greatest friends in the country, Gabby Abonglahar and... Uh, Simon Jordan, who both adore us Geordies, have had the audacity to have a pop at Trippier and saying he's only coming for the money. Now, that's a cheap shot that's very easy to do when you're supposedly the richest club in the world. This guy 
has every right to ask the going rate for a La Liga winner and an England international with 35 caps. But he's not coming to Newcastle for the money. He's coming because his wife and kids have been in this country throughout his two and a half years over there. Enough's enough. He's got to go back to family life. He wants to come back to this country. He therefore wants the Premier League. And he knows exactly how big the project is at Newcastle under the new owners. Mm. And he knows how big the club is with 52,000 sellout every week. Because, of course, he was brought up here at Burnley and at Spurs. So, I yeah. think it's a huge insult, uh, by, sure. typically by guys that don't like our situation since Steve Bruce left, of course. Right, and you did just slightly touch on it, John, but um, he must be looking at Newcastle United and think, wow, what's going to happen there over the next two or three years? I want to be a part of that. Well... But every player that transfers goes for money. Well, you know, of course he does. It's a nonsense. It's so an insult, though, Malcolm. It, it is. It, it is. But it's a stupid insult, John. It is. It is. It, it is. It's, it's actually stupid to say that because every player who transfers goes for money. And if Looks you've to won, get an improved contract. And if you've won those two things in the last yeah. few months... If you play for England in the European final and you've won La Liga, you've got a right to get the coin. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, and, you, you know, you're and, not a has-been. Yeah, and Simon Jordan, come on, he knows he knows the game in, in terms of the administration and running of it. Good heavens above, chairman of Crystal Palace. And he comes out with a stupid statement like that. Has there ever been a player in front of him that he's wanted to sign, who said, no, 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 I'll come for nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the interesting thing, which we touched on, and you were saying there, Malcolm, about, you know, he loves the project, etc., etc. What I'm also hoping is that this rubs off on other players. As we yeah. go about our business, looking for centre-halves, left-backs, strikers, they will say, if Trippier's buying into this, we want to seriously look at this because it could be takeoff time. And Absolutely. Be encouraged to come. <laughs> what I'm delighted about Trippier is he, he's not sort of trying to hedge his bets and say, well, I'll come in the summer when I know Newcastle are on the launch pad and taking off and safe. He's willing to come and battle now. Yeah. If we can get players in with that attitude, and he is a player with a very good attitude and work ethic, by the way, mm, very, yes, very good. If we can get that sort of player to come with him, which is why I I am keep getting told we're looking at Martial, we're looking at uh, Aubameyang. I don't want those. Those yeah. are fancy dance. They won't have mm -hmm. the guts for a fight that Trippier's got. They would be coming for the money. And, mm -hmm. and they would mm -hmm. not want a fight at the bottom of the league. I'm told Anthony Martial isn't interested in us. Well, I hope we aren't interested in him because he's not a sleeves-rolled-up guy that will do the business. Um, but I, I'm delighted with what we've done so far. Uh, let's keep going because, uh, you know, mm. one right-back won't save us. He'll help enormously. But as we all know, guys, we need at least one centre-half, probably two. We need a striker and a left-back. Uh, and it, that's pretty well essential. Yeah. yeah look. There's just one, there is just one thing that uh, uh, keeps crossing my mind. Um, and I think he's, he, he's seriously improved since he's been at Newcastle. What's going to happen with Manquillo? Good question. That's a very good question because I think he's done well under difficult circumstances yeah. he's never yeah, really so been, he's never really been flavor of the month but considering malcolm that he can do a steady away job at right back and at left back yes and everybody can't be fit for 38 games a season mm -hmm. i would hope he is he stays here and acts as cover and he'll get his fair number of games in because of injuries reshuffles, etc, etc but if I could see players leaving uh, 
this window because of others coming in, I wouldn't put him top of my list to go out. And by the way, it would be a very long list, but he wouldn't be he wouldn't be top. What's your views on Longstaff, uh, Mal? I mean, we've heard the rumours that uh, Everton have put a, a bid in, but Newcastle have rejected it for Sean Longstaff. And um, Newcastle, of course, keen on the uh, full-back at Everton, Digba. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I, 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 I really do feel that both Longstaffs are physically and mentally suffering from the, from the awful... Uh, time that they spent under Steve Bruce, you know, it was totally unfair on 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 youngsters, um, uh, and so uh, it can be. Even though with new ownership, new manager, new players coming in, it can be very difficult for players to to seriously get back on track from having had such a bad time as a youngster, and and often a move is. Is is the best solution? Um, uh, just completely get away to new surroundings, new people, new ideas, um, and start afresh. And and so it 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 really does depend, I think, on the mentality of each of the players. I know them quite well. I know I know the Longstaff family. Um, I'm president of North Shields Football Club. They've supported North Shields. I. Um, I made a presentation to Sean when he was 12 years of age. Um, uh, and, and so <clears throat> they're a very down-to-earth family. They will, they will look at all situations. Um, they'll talk with their father, who, who's been a, a professional sportsman himself. So he's a, uh, um, he is a great um, aid and help to them. And, <clears throat> and so... Uh, uh, they they will come to the best answer. What that's going to be, I don't know. Um, but sometimes, even when you you're at the place that you love, um, that it's that maybe it's time to move on. I don't know. It depends on how they feel and uh, <clears throat> and what they can make of the situation. Because I understand Matty Longstaff. He's returned, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he has. Now yeah, it's yeah. Club, yeah. So um, good luck to, to the pair of them. Um, they've got a lot of very hard work to do. And they've got a lot, if you don't mind me saying so, they've got a lot of past crap that they, that's been chucked at them as youngsters from the previous regime to overcome. And sometimes that's not dreadfully easy. Yeah, and what's your thoughts on the Longstaff situation, John? I mean, do you think there's legs in that? Do you think that Newcastle would consider selling them? I mean, it seems as if they're not keen on on parting with them. But I mean, the big the big thing with Longstaff, Sean Longstaff in particular, is the contracts up at the end of the season, and he could go for nothing. Yeah, that that's one of the reasons why they would consider them uh, letting them go at this stage. And Benitez, who gave him a good break when he was here and is aware of that, is interested. Uh, Using them, which has been suggested as a make weight or lever in the deal for the Everton left back. The only trouble with that is the Everton left back turns everybody down that he doesn't fancy. I think he thinks he should be signing for Manchester City or Real Madrid or whoever. And I'm told he's not keen on Newcastle. He, he obviously would only become keen if that's so on something like January the 29th. And do we want to wait that long? Um, I mean, the situation with both the Longstaffs is whether that Newcastle taking a risk or not, both their contracts are up at the end of this season. We're now in January. If you're going to get any money at all, and that's really going to be for Sean more than for Matty, then you've got to do something this window. I think that if Newcastle thought that throwing Longstaff into some deal that would get them a player, like the Everton left-back, they would do it. Um, if he stays, I'm talking about Sean here, if he stays, smash him. Uh, but we will lose him for nothing in the summer. So it's a tricky one. I think the club would sacrifice him if they could get the right 
deal through this January. Okay. Um, yeah, lots of comments coming in. We'll try to get a few of them um, uh, throughout the show. I'm putting them on the screen, lads, so you'll probably see them if anything comes up as usual. Uh, give us a shout. I'm interested in your views on um, a player that's at your other former club, Mal, Arsenal, Aubameyang, uh, being linked with Newcastle, of course. Can't get into the uh, can't get into the Arsenal team. Arteta putting them on the naughty step. He's now at the uh, African Cup of Nations, but has found himself hit with COVID, so he's now going to you know, miss the uh, the opening few days of of, of um, you know preparation out there. So, Aubameyang to Newcastle has that got legs? Do you think is is a loan deal perhaps? Uh, I don't think Arsenal are interested in that. I think they want him out. Arteta has made that quite clear that uh, whatever misdemeanour Aubameyang got up to, uh, I think it it would appear to me that it's been a really serious breach of club discipline. And and I think that's it. it uh, um, it's over and done with for him at Arsenal. And that uh, Arteta wants him gone. Uh, I think he's... I think he's a bit of a luxury um, in a side, um, particularly when, when, when it's a side that needs battlers. And it, he's not the player for Newcastle right now. Certainly isn't. Um, I, I, I think that they're, they've got to look for a different type of player to Aubameyang. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, but he's not the type for a, from, for a relegation scrap. John, I mean, in the words of the late great Joe Harvey, he would cause a, a fight in an empty room by the sounds of it. Is The fact that he's at the African Nations as well, I think would be a bit of a, uh, a negative as well for Newcastle right. if they were contemplating a move for him because they need people to, to, to feature in this game against Watford, really. I mean, you're absolutely right, Steve. Uh, everything I see about Aubameyang, um, it tells me I don't want him. And I know the ability the lad's got. But sometimes, you know... Ability isn't an asset. It becomes a liability because the player knows he has that ability and thinks he can just, you know, do anything he likes and showboat and, and not break sweat because I've got class. And, you know, he'll turn it on every six games. First and foremost, this guy, what happened to him? He went away because his mother was ill, given compassionate leave, and he came back late. Uh, not only did he come back late, but he didn't tell the club and he just took one phone call asking if he could stay an extra day or he just come back late. And he regularly comes back late and he regularly is late for everything, including training. His disciplinary record, and bear in mind that Arsenal, he was skipping. Mm-hmm. The guy that's supposed to be mm-hmm. setting the examples, his disciplinary record is awful. When the going's not and by the way, it was in Germany before I remember the stories before Arsenal took him. You're taking a bad boy. Um, yes, he can finish, etc. etc. His body language recently at Arsenal has told me he's not interested. I was down at the Emirates for the Arsenal game because I was staying with my daughter and I was actually in the stadium. And the miss he had against us, it was easier to hit the target. And he missed an open goal simply because he wasn't switched on and aggressive in the penalty area. He was just strolling about. He has not got the stomach for a relegation fight. And also, the African Cup of Nations goes on till February the 9th. Do we want to wait for the replacement for Wilson for February the 9th? We need a replacement for Wilson before Watford. So, forget him for me. He isn't for new in the way that Trippier is, Aubameyang isn't, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, okay. Lots of other names getting thrown us in the chat. So uh, I'll come to you again, Malcolm. Uh, Coutinho, uh, there's going to be news on him tomorrow. Uh, it's been narrowed down to two English clubs. The press uh, haven't announced who they are, but there's going to be a decision made sooner rather than later. Aston Villa seem to be in the driving seat, mm-hmm. of course, with yeah. Gerard Beanie's former teammate and being manager now with Villa Park. But have Villa got the same amount of money as we have? And money talks. Yes, it does. Um, but uh, I, I think Villa, have, have, uh, they, they've got money to spend. Um, they can compete. 
uh, and it, it would be a big pull for Coutinho um, to be managed by his old teammate, who he had, I would imagine that he had huge respect for, uh, who didn't have respect for Gerard and all that he did at Liverpool and for England. Um, and, 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 and I could see Coutinho wanting to sort of just set up that sort of good relationship, that partnership almost, um, again. And, uh, but nevertheless, and, and also, of course, Aston Villa, they're sort of, they, they, they were appearing to be on the up. They've, they've had a, uh, a little bit of a dodgy spell of late. Um, but, uh, but nevertheless, they're in a much more positive situation than Newcastle find themselves. It, that league position of Newcastle is going to put a lot of people off. It really is. Um, uh, and, and that's why I've got such huge admiration for Trippier, because he's the first to make the decision. He's been very positive. Um, uh, and uh, it's almost as if he set his sights on Newcastle. Um, to to uh, come to and uh, and I think it 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 needs to find the, the club needs to find other players who are of that persuasion that uh, of that leaning uh, that uh, they say yeah we can go there we can get a job done Trippier is the first I'm happy to be the second and uh, and so on and so forth. Um, one of one of my views. I, I tell you, I, I would love Coutinho in the side. I think he's one hell of a player. I have my doubts if he would come and take. He's on. called the magician, of course, John Coutinho. Yeah, yeah, he he is, and he is a quality player. We saw that at Liverpool. Um, <laughs> I think his leaning would definitely be towards Gerrard because yeah. he needs his next move to be spot on. It's got to be successful. Because since he left Liverpool, he's gone off the rails. He needs his career to come back on track. So he's going to eliminate any problems that might come along. And playing for Gerard, he would see as excellent. May I also say this? I would welcome into Newcastle any quality player whatsoever. But I don't believe that Coutinho is the position we need as a priority because we aren't going to buy a full new team and we need centre-halves before we need somebody in Coutinho's position. We need an out-and-out striker that plays inside the penalty area and finishes mm. more than we need Coutinho. He can score goals, Bobby Charlton could score goals, but we need a line leader. We need a line mm. leader to replace Wilson, not just for now because Wilson's injured, but sadly, because Callum is regularly injured, he will never play 38 Premier League games a season. We have got to seriously look at not making him our number one and having a backup striker, but buying a number one striker and having Callum Wilson as our backup. Because this guy is... We've, wait, we've been waiting for him to get injured, haven't we? With fear... Because you rate him and we think he's terrific, but he gets injured. We need an out-and-out striker more than we need a Coutinho. We need a centre-half more than we need a Coutinho. It could be argued we need a left-back more than we need a Coutinho. Yes, I would take him because what a player. And that's wonderful. And that might be something for the summer. But I don't think it's necessarily something for January when we're not going to get all we wish for. Because we need we would need an awful lot. So I, I would want to see centre halves in and a striker before an attacking creative midfielder. Wonderful lawyers. One thing's for certain, I think Saudis will want to make an impression. I think they'll want to make an announcement. I think they'll want a marquee signing. And uh, I'll be very surprised if we don't get one. Origi uh, from Liverpool has been mentioned in the chat tonight. And Northumberland Geordie says Ben Brayton Diaz will be a good shout if Gale was offered as a part of the deal, Malcolm. I mean, Brayton Diaz has really hit the ground running in the championship. He's broken Alan Shearer's record with scoring 20 goals quicker than Al did back in the day at Blackburn. Um, Origi, of course, uh, we remember him, of course, for scoring that winning goal, breaking our hearts at St James's Park 
uh, when Liverpool just failed to win the title that year, um, mm-hmm. and when Rafa uh, Rafa was manager at Newcastle. So, you know, he, again, he's a big lump. He's more of an impact player at Liverpool these days. But you know, would either of those two players float your boat as a potential forward to get us out of relegation trouble? Why not both? You know, with with uh, um, the the club can afford it, and. Uh, um, we, we have been so short on strikers and and uh, I, I don't see what I don't see why they, if, if if they were to go for the both of them one falls through the other one succeeds fine you know you, you Diaz John I think um, uh, I, I sort of look back at my record going from Luton to Newcastle it can be done. And and Diaz, I think, is uh, uh, looking at him. I think he has got every chance of doing something very similar. Um, so it, it wouldn't worry me about bringing in um, Diaz from the championship. I think that's he's a, just slotted. That's, that's a very, very good, very good point, Malcolm, because it, it's the move you did. He has fascinated me for, for a long, long time because... He's the kid that suddenly realised he qualified for Chile, if you remember, because of the relation in his background, whether it's mum's side or dad's side, he qualified. And he's been a sensation there. And he's scoring goals. Now, I know there will be a feeling in his side, well, theoretically, Newcastle could go down and Blackburn could be promoted. So he could be in the Premier League with Blackburn and Newcastle could be in the Championship. <laughs> uh, but Blackburn is never going to be Newcastle United. Um, yeah. I, I mean, even way back when they won the Championship, uh, Alan Shearer realised that and came to Newcastle. Sure. Not just because he was a Geordie, he would have gone to Manchester United. He wasn't going to stay at Blackburn. Um but he is fascinating. This Origi has done a terrific job at Liverpool with their front three and Jota coming to join them. There's not many chances at Liverpool to be regular. So, you mm. know, that is yeah. what he's faced. And there's the kid also being mentioned, Steve. You know, the, the kid at Arsenal that comes in on the League Cup and the FA Cup and keeps scoring all the goals he scored, another two, another three against them. Um, against uh, Sunderland in the um, mm. League Cup. Uh, another bright kid who's far too good just to be hanging about. They should get a Bamia out and promote this guy quick. Yeah, they should. Um, with, that's, without but that's what I think they'll do, John. Yes, absolutely. So those sort of guys would would appeal to me. It's going to be a hard signing as centre-forward because as Malcolm knows and everybody in football knows, that's the toughest signing to make. Because they are the blue chip players. They are the the RAF boys, aren't they? They're the guys that command the big money because they're the goal scorers. So who would get up top is going to be very, very interesting. Interesting as well, it would be linked with that Solanke, who was the Liverpool lad, like Origi, remember? And mm-hmm. then... then and how bought him and took him down to Bournemouth. Bournemouth and yeah. he struggled. He struggled big time. And when they were looking at, at Howe's record in the transfer market, he was put in the minus column with all the people that were put in the plus column. Uh, but, of course, this summer, he, this season, he's mm-hmm. come great in the championship and he scored a pile of goals and the, the top of the championship and coming up. So I think Bournemouth mm-hmm. would resist that one. But uh, please... God, we've got to sign the centre forward because there is a suspicion Wilson's going to be out longer than we were in, we initially mm-hmm. thought. And as far as I'm concerned, guys, and I know how harsh this is, whether he's going to be out for a few weeks or a few months, that situation has to be addressed on every front. First and foremost, because wonderful striker though he was he is he is and we want him to be lead our line every game he's not going to do that because he has got injury problems and once you have regular injury problems that stays with you so he's not going to do that first it does also malcolm just to finish mate before Mm -hmm. also who else in our team scores regularly 
who else would ever make uh, double figures? Mm. If we looked, we could say Sam Maximum doesn't score often enough. And no. Raymond doesn't score often enough. The wingers don't score often enough. The midfielders don't score often enough since Willock stopped mm. this season. And so we haven't got anybody that's a consistent goal scorer outside of him who's always going to sit out of the team for long periods. Mm. So that is a problem that must be addressed. Yeah, must major be. problem. Yes. Yeah. And 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 Wilson, he's 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 suffering. Uh, uh, he suffers in two ways. Uh, one is um, that he is somewhat injury prone, and so he will regularly go out out um, of games, um, uh, miss games with with that with the the injury. Um, but when you're constantly out, you never get fit properly again, and and so. He's not able to fully give anywhere near a hundred percent in a game. He he gives everything he can, but it's not the hundred percent of old that he would have given. Um, and so it, there's always got to be, sadly, a question mark when somebody is in that physical condition with that physical record. Um, and uh, and 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 so. Newcastle maybe should have to think beyond Wilson, get uh, um, get their forward line sorted out. When Wilson is fit again, then it's a good competition to see who they choose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But we can't rely on Wilson in any way. Um, and, it's, and, and it's sad to say, um, but... Who knows? Um, at some point, he might just suddenly uh, stay fit, um, and 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 the injury proneness um, cease. But it's very unlikely, very unlikely indeed. And uh, um, and, and bless him, I feel sorry for him. Um, I've seen um, I've seen a number of, of terrific players suffer in that way, and boy, is it frustrating for them. It really is. And my heart goes out to him. Big shout out to our sponsor, Spider VPN, for all your internet security. Google Spider VPN. They are the boys to trust. Uh, Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of the internet search on Google. Uh, well worth checking them out. Big shout out as well to skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks also to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 0191 389 7245, and to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, Thanks also to Arcot Interiors for all your kitchen needs. Uh, Google Arcot Interiors, they come up at the top of the search list as well. You can find them on Heaton Road in Newcastle. Thanks also to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle. And, of course, the man who runs our website, John, nufcmatters.com. Thanks also to Jab Signature for making our flyers. You can find the guys at jabsignature.co.uk. And if you're a first-time visitor to the channel, uh, then click Newcastle Legends and you can subscribe. It's a little uh, badge in the bottom right-hand corner. And you can subscribe for free. 250 away from hitting 46,000 subscribers now. So uh, big, big uptake over the last Christmas period. Hit the thumb up under the video to uh, like the video. Got over 540 watching at the moment. 100 of you have done that. Please hit the thumb up. It does do us a big favor and it's free to do. Click the share button to share to your other social media and drop into the comments section to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans or to post a question. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and all other podcast providers. And uh, if you want to make a donation to the food bank, then do so at the NUSC fans, foodbank.co.uk website, where there's a virtual bucket where you can put money in uh, all year round. And don't forget, the food bank will be at St. James's Park for the FA Cup game this coming Saturday. Uh, you can make a donation to the people up there. Uh, and come and see me and Malcolm. Uh, me and Super Mac will be at the Dog and Parrot. It is free entry and it is child friendly. And Malcolm and I will be there from one o'clock to give a pre-match talk in 
and around about 6.15 to do a a post-match talk-in. So uh, get yourself into the Dog and Parrot, very friendly bar. And as I say, kids are welcome. They do do food as well. So everything under one roof, the Dog and Parrot, uh, Saturday for the FA Cup match. Okay, let's get back to the chat. And uh, look, we'll keep going with the names, lads. It's, it's just exciting to be talking about them. Aaron Ramsey, Malcolm, is another one which is getting mentioned. And Ross Barkley, two players we've been linked with in the past uh, by the media. Um, is is that the kind of player you'd like to see? I mean, Ramsey could come on a free. We know his wages are going to be yeah. um, easily met by the, uh, the, the current owners now. But um, is that somebody that would interest you, Aaron Ramsey? Aaron Ramsey, um, yes. Uh, but I'm not a Ross Barkley lover, I'm afraid. Um, uh, he leaves me scratching my head too, too many times. Um, and uh, uh, but Ramsey, <clears throat> yeah, I think it would be a good move for him, certainly. Uh, albeit, <clears throat> I'm really not sure that it's going to happen. I, I just have my doubts. It, it's almost as if, you know, if, if they were going to move, they, 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 would have, they would have got stuck into it early because of his availability. Um, and so I have my doubts as to whether Newcastle have actually got an interest in him. I think it's more, it, it, it's more being pushed out publicly uh, by his people than anywhere else. OK, John, what's your take on those two players, Barkley and... Uh... Um, Ramsey. Yeah, um, it's ironic, isn't it, that we've just been talking at great length about Callum Wilson because, for me, Ramsey falls into that situation. A fit and fully firing Callum Wilson can be a centre-forward all day long. A fit and fully firing Aaron Ramsey would be in a Champions League side. The whole point is he's available because he isn't fully fit and mm. regularly firing. It's the same with the other fellow that's in the Welsh side alongside him, uh, Gareth Bale. The, the, where they've been, the height they've been at, the ability unsurpassed. But will he stay fit every game? No, he won't. Uh, and if he if he would, by the way... He would still be Arsenal or he would still be playing in Italy at the highest, highest level. Mm-hmm. He is not quite able to do it. He will have glorious days. There's absolutely no question about that. He will have glorious days, but so will Callum Wilson. But how often, because of injuries, he does worry me if we signed him. I would think if he come to Newcastle, we would be gambling on a marquee signing. We would... Mm-hmm the owners being the royal way, would be looking at this and saying this is a marquee name. I'll tell you what, if I can go past in, into the past and there's always a comparison, the, and I know because I was around at the time, the reason Freddie Shepard and Newcastle United signed Michael Owen is because A, what he'd done as Liverpool as a kid mm. and in the World Cup against Argentina as an 18-year-old and we're getting him from Real Madrid. Only we weren't getting the real Michael Owen. We were getting the current Michael Owen. And that was a totally different animal. And he came to Newcastle and he didn't have a great attitude from my point of view as well. And that turned out to be a disaster. Um, And, you know, you've got to be careful that you're not buying the name, you're buying the person standing in front of you. Because the name's wonderful. You can't get a greater name to play centre-forward than Malcolm McDonald. But I'm not certain that this January he should be signing for Newcastle United. Uh, that, that's the difference. You've got the greatest centre-forward sitting in front of in the middle of us two. Except that now he's only a few years off my age. So we'll not bother. We'll just remember <laughs> him for the wonderful player he was. And I want to remember Ramsey or Gareth Bale or everybody else for what they were. Not... Don't Newcastle jump in too quick and sign a player for what he was as opposed to what he is now. And that is always the worry for me. And right. funny enough, Barkley, in another way, is coming for this, from the same situation. He play, 
clubs are still signing him, whether it's Chelsea, whether it was Aston Villa on loan, they're still signing the wonder kid from Everton that went in the England side, aren't they? And then discovering he's not that anymore. Uh, not because of injury, he just isn't that anymore. So you've got to be careful that you're signing today's model and not yesterday's model. Right, John, just a question. Um, uh, would it be my two artificial knees that are holding me back, would you say? No, because I think your two artificial knees have put about six inches on your height, so all those balls <laughs> will flow over your head. You'd be belting them in the back of the net now, so I think that could be a plus, mate. That could be a plus. <laughs> classic lads, absolute classic. Yeah, lo loads of uh, loads of names getting mentioned, um, and and it's as I say, it's just great to see, um, you know that, that so many players are being linked, and and we we can get into this uh, transfer window malarkey now. John says, great show as always, gents. Super Mac, what's your feeling about uh, Vlahovic as a number nine? He would be great, especially with Wilson's injury issues. Um, dear me, I, I don't really know to be honest. Um, I'd have to have a really good look at him. Um, I, that's I, the worry, that's the worry, Malcolm, isn't it? When you just see somebody fleeting, fleeting yeah. if you just see somebody fleeting, you don't know enough about them to say he's the answer. That's right, yeah, that's right. You know, it, it was it was like when videos came out, and um, and and so agents started taking clips of, of, of one of their players, all the best clips, sticking them on a video and sending them out uh, to clubs saying, would you be interested in this player? You know, they, they didn't put the crap bits in. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'd have, I'd, I'd have to go and look uh, yeah. uh, for some while at, the, at, the, at that player. What yeah, you just said there, Malcolm, just for a bit of fun is a side thing. What you just said there about people putting clips together. I remember when, when I owned Gateshead, uh, I got a video of an old Newcastle United player. I won't mention him uh, by name because that would be unfair. But I got a clip of an old Newcastle United player and said, this fella could be available. We were in the conference. This fella could be available for you. You know, he can do it. What do you, do you fancy him? And I got this clip and I looked at the clips and he was going down the wing. He was beating three people in and when it come to the centre, I never saw the centre. Because obviously it flew over the top of the crossbar it went out on the other side of the field. So I saw these wonderful dribbles, but then when the pass came, I never saw where the pass went because they cut the video off at that point. That was his good bit. Now we're not going to show his, his terrible bit. Man. And that, that is... One of the great reasons why you should never, and there's been fabulous situations we've talked about at big time level, where people have bought people on, on the strength of videos, and that's frightening because that doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, it, a lot of the time, you know, I want to see the rubbish bits to see how rubbish they are before, uh, before you go any further. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many, as we've said, guys, there's so many names being thrown at us. And in fairness, all these agents are doing all this and they're doing it all with Newcastle United as well. They're going on to them and saying, my boy, we'd love to come and play for you. Do you fancy doing a deal and getting them? And it's such a quicksand. Newcastle change. Their targets tonight, whatever they are, their targets for two centre-halves, a left-back and a striker tonight, I can guarantee by Monday their targets will be somewhat different because somebody will have said they won't come or somebody will be costing too much money or they'll be wanting too big a wage and they'll then go on to plan B or plan C or another fellow will be offered to us. So you can guarantee that Amanda this evening will be sitting with a list as long as my left arm, but by Monday night, the list will be my right arm because it will have changed. Until you get people past the post, like we've just done with Trippier, it changes almost mm -hmm. by the hour, never mind the day. Yeah, yeah. There's a good question for you, Malcolm. Would you come to the tune in our current state, says T9? Well, uh, right. Uh, yeah, I was at Luton Town and, um, and I've been told by manager Alex Stock that there were three clubs that were 
that were interested in me, Chelsea, Man United, and, um, and Newcastle United. Now, uh, oh, Chelsea um, weren't exactly favourites, considering I was a Fulham supporter as a lad. So, uh, um, you know, it was a, like a, a Newcastle fan going and signing for Sunderland. Um, I know one or two have done in the past, but an awful lot haven't. Um, Man United, they were in a very, very similar situation to what Newcastle United are now when they were when they were looking to sign me, and I uh, and I could only see dark times ahead for them. And I think that was true in the, the early 70s. They really did um, uh, suffer. They, 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 I think they got relegated in about 1973. 72, 73, was it, John? Can you remember? Sure. When Man United got relegated. Yeah, 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 yes, it did. Yes, the beginning, they? Yes, the beginning. Yeah. And, I, and so in, in 71, I, it, I, I just didn't... Um, I, I needed to keep going that way and not uh, go reverse. Um, so, looking at Newcastle as they are now, would I have signed for them? With with the takeover, and of course, the take that that kind of a takeover never happened back in the seventies. But if but I'll shoot myself forward um, to to this current day. And I think that what Newcastle are offering is going to be one of the most exciting decades of football um, that any professional footballer could have. I think it's going to be quite phenomenal. It needs, right now, it needs 11 guys to roll their sleeves up, take no nonsense, get out there and absolutely kick butt um, with... Uh, in, in doing everything that they possibly can to stick the ball in the net, win matches, nothing else, just keep putting points on the board. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be clever. It just has to be effective. Um, and in about three or four years, then things will really start to change even further for the better. Bit right. of breaking news as we're on air. I'm just keeping an eye on Loving Sky Sports. Newcastle are after Todd Cantwell um, from Norwich. He's not getting a game, mm. uh, but it's just been confirmed on Sky. Uh, the Cantwell is another one that Newcastle are looking at. Um, Norwich have obviously got an option to extend his contract, but he's not getting a game under Dean Smith. Um, obviously, an exciting young midfield player. Um, you know, Malcolm, you you look disappointed. Uh, not disappointed. Um... I'm not so sure that uh, I'm not so sure about this ad. Um, mm, I right now what I what Newcastle need are out and out battlers. They've got to be able to play. Those up front have got to be able to score goals, but it needs people to roll their sleeves up and battle. Um, I, Campwell, I'm sure I'm sure he would do that, but I'm not sure it, it, that because of his age, uh, I, I think he's a, a, a really good player, but I, I don't know whether, he's, whether he would really be up for that kind of a battle, that he would have to be putting in 90 minutes every single game. Uh, Mm. Uh, it, <laughs> no, I'm I'm not so sure on that one. It's an interesting one, John Cantwell. He's young. I've quite liked him at Norwich. Um, you know, he's not playing in a particularly good side. It's a side that struggles every time they come up. They don't have mm. the money that other Premier League clubs do, John. And um, yeah, he, you know, he's got a bit about him that kid. And again, it it just depends. It's like a jigsaw. If you get a jigsaw and you you know you, have, you get two jigsaws and you you end up mixing them up then, you know, the pieces don't go together. But if you can get a, a team that blends on and off the pitch, um, you know, young, exciting players, you know, mixed with a little bit of experience, it mixed with a little bit of home home lads who can take you down the uh, the big market and show you the show you the sights on a night time, 
it's finding that mix, John, and that, that could be an interesting one. I'm I'm more excited when I hear names like that sometimes than I am Coutinho, I've got to be honest. I can follow exactly what you're saying there, Steve, and I think a lot of fans will think like you think. My first reactions are several things. First of all, if he, if he can't dominate the Norwich situation, who's the only team that mm. must be way worse than our original side before we're jollying it up this January, then he ain't going to save Newcastle from, yeah. from relegation. Yeah. Um I also think he is not the position. We I keep banging on about this, but what if we only end up with three signings? Three more. That's four signings in January. That's pretty good. We've kept talking about midfielders, or we've kept talking about Coutinho and Ramsey and Cantwell. And, I mm -hmm. mean, does that mean we don't bother getting more centre-halves? We don't bother getting more left-back? We don't bother getting more striker or even two strikers? I want to look at the midfield as a last resort because the midfield guy, Coutinho, is not going to stop 42 goals going in at the back. Neither is Ramsey and neither is Campbell. And by Jove, we better do something about that or we are in the claggy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I don't know its priority. What I would say to you, Steve, is that if you're looking in the summer, when you've got more time and we're safe and we're built, then we can look at situations. I tell you what this is. This is dire straits, this January. This is dire straits. We stay up or we don't by what we do in January. We don't sign potential. We don't sign lovely players because they're lovely players in positions that aren't absolutely critical. How often are we mentioning centre-halves here? Yeah, I mean, look, it's... Right we've, got bear, we've got to bear in mind it's only the 5th of January, well, the 6th of January, lads, and already we're being linked with some quality players and it's about getting them I'm across the I'm not worried line. about being linked with them, yeah. Steve. I'm worried about signing but, them. But yeah, but, but you don't know what's going on in the background, John. That's what I'm saying. We've been linked with a lot of players. The good news is we're being linked with players. You know, we're not sitting back waiting like we have done for 14 years going... Well, is there anything going to happen? We're desperate. How many years have we been desperate for centre halves, John? Oh. How many years? How many years have we been desperate for a forward? Uh, I would say probably at least ten of the last fourteen years we've been saying exactly the same thing. We've just gone. We've just gone along with the skeleton staff on and off the pitch. So I genuinely think this transfer window will be good. And Kieran Trippier getting him, getting him with that shirt on, getting the publicity shots, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, whenever we see him. That's going to send a big sign out, like Malcolm said before, and I think we'll, I think we'll have a good window. And I, I would, I would just have that bit of patience. I think we'll get our centre halves. I think we'll well, get our full backs. I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree totally. I'm not beginning to panic, but rather than us talking about, as we have several midfielders, I would rather, and I'm certain that the owners are not talking about several midfielders. I want to see centre-halves come in or a striker come in before let's get round. If we want to sign a quality midfielder on January the 29th, that's great. If we've got two centre-halves and a centre-forward and maybe a left-back, it is wonderful what's happening in the transfer market. It is wonderful the optimism we have. We can enjoy a transfer window because we can speculate we can go down the pub with our mates and talk like we are talking now all night and think it's a genuine possibility, which it never was under Ashley. I just hope that when we get to February the 1st, we've got two centre-halves, or at least one, in one striker, possibly two in a left-back. Anything on top of that will be magnificent, but we do need those positions. And I, hey, we're not dealing with fools here. The people that's got the ears of the owner, the professional people, including Eddie Howe, etc., will be saying exactly that. And I've got great faith in this window. And why? Because, as I said at the top of the programme, we get into the first week of January and we're signing an England right back who's just won La Liga. We mm -hmm. couldn't do that in the last week of January under the old regime for 14 years. So it is a terrific start. It's given us great hope and we can knock on from this. And we want to do it now, Steve, as we've all been talking, because the actual 
winnable games are coming up now. Our next two in the Premier League are next Watford three. at home and Leeds away. Next we three won. are winnable. Next three we... are winnable if you get players in because you've got Everton after that. Co correct. Absolutely, mate. We okay. want players in if possible for those games because yeah. that's where we're going to get with three points, isn't it, guys? On yeah. those games. That's not at the end of the season when I think we'll go, I don't know, um, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal and uh, Burnley on the last day. You know, we want it all done and dusted before then. So I'm optimistic. I'm chuffed to death. But I have got a priority list, not of names, of positions. OK, lads, uh, just before we finish, FA Cup this weekend. Uh, Mal, it's uh, something that you've enjoyed uh, running the Cup. Um, is it something that, um, you know, we're going to do this year? We've got Cambridge at home. It looks winnable. I think you'll give a run out to a few, you know, few players who uh, aren't getting a regular game in this one. But, um, you know, give us a quick prediction as well, Mal, please. Well, I'd, in the situation that Newcastle find themselves in, what a great boost in the Premier League for Newcastle to have a really good cup run. Building confidence with a cup run, you take that confidence into the Premier League matches and you're, you're better, you're stronger. Um, and, and so, <clears throat> never mind testing players out, giving them a, a chance and what have you. Win the games. Win, win, win. Week after week after week. And take it, take it from... Starting this Saturday in the in the FA Cup against Cambridge United, look to win the game, nothing else. So pick a side to do that. It's not a time to test players out to give them a chance. To get, got to play a side that we know can beat Cambridge United, and then the following week can go on and beat Watford, and then. Yeah so on and so forth um and and we we've got to go for it so the fa cup it can be a really good tool to lift the confidence to uh, um get got get a few goals um in the back of the net and take that into into the next game okay john same for you cup run would be nice i think winning winning is important i think we need a you know a decent win and it sets you up nicely for watford yeah without a shadow without going as far as a cup run yet because we don't know what we're going to get victory on saturday is absolutely imperative because we're playing a league one side it can give us off only our second win after 20 games we've played now, if you include the League Cup, and we've had one win. And this would set us up nicely for the fixtures that are coming. The match, I'm told, it, it's got to be on. We've been off recently with COVID, but the Premier League have sent out a, a memo to all their clubs yesterday saying that as far as the FA is concerned, FA Cup ties must go ahead even if you play all your apprentices. You know how you can put off your games in the Premier League if you have X number of COVID plus injuries and you haven't got enough senior under-23s. That's not so with the FA Cup. You've got to play even if you put out your junior side. So you will find that FA Cup matches that the Premier League clubs are involved in, and that's us, will go ahead. So I believe this game will go ahead. We ought to be able to beat Cambridge regardless of the side we put out with the senior players we've got. For example, you know, Gale, Dwight Gale, for just using an example, hasn't got games under his belt this season at all. But if he can score goals in the championship, he should he'll score goals against League One opposition, <laughs> by the way. So he, he will score goals against Cambridge. Anderson, a kid who I'm very much involved with because it's Jeff Allen's grandson, he, he could be a world beater in a game like this. I think it's we've got to go in and we've got to beat this side because it will give us such a lift for what is to come. 
for the important things. And I believe we'll do this. I think the game will be on. I don't know what side Eddie Howell put on, but I'll tell you one thing. Anybody that plays in a Newcastle United side that loses at home to Cambridge ought to be given a free transfer because they shouldn't be able to call themselves Premier League players. They ought to be able to beat Cambridge and I think we will beat Cambridge. 3-0 for me. Bring on Watford. Just introduce Trippier to the crowd with a big wave on the pitch on Saturday and then unleash him against Watford when he's trained a full week with the first team. Uh, Onward and upward. Keep the faith. 3-0. And a prediction from you, Mel? I'm going to go 4-0. Great stuff, lads. Yeah, after that last performance, Man United... I saw so many good things. And yeah. uh, if Cambridge United have been looking at that on video, oh, 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 they Fantastic. won't be looking forward to it one iota. Lads, God bless you. I'll see you next week. Take care. Indeed. Good Love night, everybody. Talk. Bye, guys. Nice to see you. Keep the faith.